and welcome to a special episode of Sustainability is Sexy, the podcast. This is being released on April 27, 2022, International Stop Food Waste Day. One third of food produced for human consumption is wasted globally, and yet one in three people are considered to be food insecure. Today, you will hear excerpts from past episodes that focus on education, innovation, and solutions relating to wasted food. Let's work together to keep food out of our landfills. From Season 1, Episode 1, Jess Bombar and the Solana Center for Environmental Innovation. Let's start with the Food Cycle Program. Like you said, I am a part of it. Um, I've been a part of the Solana Center's Food Cycle Program for almost three years now. I think I was like one of the oh, that's amazing. first people. <laughs> yes, love it. OG. Um, uh, because as soon as I found out about it, I, I knew I needed to be a part of it because as somebody that lives in a San Diego apartment, you know, mm-hmm. with uh, not really much use for personally composted soil, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> um, and this program provides a resource, um, for people that either don't have the time or the energy or the space, um, for traditional at home composting. So how does the food cycle program work? Yeah, that's exactly right. It's a perfect program for um, anyone who doesn't personally want to compost. But I I like to think once you learn the impact that your food waste has in the landfill, you kind of can't go back from do like not knowing. (laughs) So it provides an option for people to compost their scraps. So basically, we provide a bucket and you can throw all of your food waste, organic materials like paper towels, tissues, um, even dairy and bones, the harder to compost things in your traditional backyard composting, um, citrus peels, everything like that. Um, you can, we've, I've seen like a full birthday cake in a bucket before, oh like you literally compost everything. Um, and we use the method of bokashi, which is a, it's rice husk that has a bacteria added to it to almost allow it to ferment the food scraps. So it allows us as the Lana Center to kind of compost it at our own rate rather than it kind of rotting and getting gross. Um, I won't say that it doesn't have a smell, like it still is <laughs> food scraps, but it is a great way to preserve it um, honestly it smells more pickled exactly like rotting yeah like I've never Mm -hmm. been bothered by the smell at all and I mean for people that are sensitive they are in sealed buckets so Mm -hmm. hold your breath while you put your scraps in but like it's really not bad at all yes exactly and it really helps the good bacteria from the bokashi helps the compost process and it speeds it up so we take the buckets back once they're filled and you drop it off at the center, measure how much food waste you've prevented from the landfill, which is really cool because you can kind of keep your own running tally. I'm sure you love um, mm-hmm. keeping an eye on your, <laughs> your poundage that you've prevented. But it, um, then we create a big arid static pile at our site using all the food scraps. So we'll have... Um, Tulsi, who heads up our food cycle program, um, she'll do, I think, a monthly build. And um, back when we had a lot of volunteer help due to COVID, we don't so much do it yeah. anymore. 
um, that's a really fun opportunity to get the community involved and like really see the process and kind of go full circle circle for the food cycle members who don't get to compost at home but do want to like see what happens. From Season 1, Episode 15, April Viles from Sand and Straw Community Farm. What is regenerative agriculture? So regenerative agriculture, breaking it down, it it essentially means um, that we're restoring the soil. We're building the soil. Um, We're not tilling. We're not turning the soil over, which then kills the beneficials in the soil. So most everything is done by hand. We Mm -hmm. just have a tractor to move things around, but all of the work in the garden beds is done by hand. So you're not disturbing the soil. Mm -hmm. Um, We're adding amendments to the soil and feeding the soil. And in turn, then the soil is, is getting richer and richer, which then provides more nutrient dense produce. From season one, episode two, Wit Regali from Misadventure and Company. We we decided to uh, find something that was going to take like a week to ten days to make, and so enter uh, vodka and gin and rum. And uh, during that search, uh, around 2015, the Natural Resource Defense Council came out with uh, their their report talking about how much food that is, is wasted globally, uh, which is which is around 40%. And, and, and with that, um, you know, they also reported uh, how this food damages the environment from um, all the wasted uh, water and pesticides and the leaching of the soil from the nutrients of the soil for these crops. And then they follow that all the way into uh, – uh, transportation and then how this food is disposed of and, and lost in the food chain. And when food is uh, thrown away, uh, it decomposes into methane, uh, which is 25 times more potent as greenhouse gas and CO2. And so, um, you know, the food that we're wasting is 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 kind of like a double whammy to the environment. And uh, when we were uh, kind of confronted with these this problem, these numbers, um, we were kind of thinking like, well, could we look at this problem and, and, and figure out maybe is, is there a potential solution that we could offer to this? And when you look at uh, food from a distiller's perspective and you can deconstruct what it's made from, uh, it's essentially starches and sugars. And starches and sugars is there are the building blocks to making all alcohols, whether it's whiskey, beer, and wine. And that was really our kind of inspiration and our light bulb moment, which is like, wait a second, like we might be able to turn some of this stuff into alcohol. Season one, episode 11, Liz Murphy, Santosha Nutrition. Within the first year, it became incredibly clear that I have this massive passion for sustainable practices, especially within the food industry. So I needed to find a way to incorporate that into the business. So it wasn't just about cooking good food. It was about showing individuals, 
companies, organizations, clients, whomever I come in contact with, how they can become a more positive part of their local food system from start to finish. Um, and so with everything that we do, whether it's catering, the products that we make and sell at markets, um, the cookbook that we created, the you know any of the private chef services, any of the things that we offer are going to incorporate the start to finish model of being a part of the food system, which means sourcing locally from local farms, cooking delicious and nutritious food, and then composting that and then creating the, the cycle. Season 1, Episode 20, Alice Shoop, Boozy Bones. Boozy Bones is my passion project. It's sustainable, healthy dog treats uh, made from spent grain that I collect from local San Diego breweries. And I upcycle that spent grain um, in combination with uh, other organic and like locally sourced ingredients to make healthy dog treats um, for all the pups that are, you know, good for the planet too. So um, the spent grain process is, it's not revolutionary. Um, there's a lot of uses for spent grain. A lot of people use it to bake or the dog treats, et cetera, but it's a huge component of the brewing industry's, um, waste. It actually comprises almost 85% of their waste in total. Um, and it's a combination of the oats, barley, and rye. And this, the barley is mashed in the warm water and then it's broken down, the starch into fermentable sugars and that barley is separated and the sugar goes on to make the alcohol. And so we basically take that barley um, and all of its nutritious leftover waste um, can be up to 70% in fiber, like 30% in protein. It's super supportive to the dog's digestive system and just kind of repurpose it, upcycle that into the dog treats. Season 2, Episode 1, Chelsea Jordan, Kismet Refining. Kind of started with, well, balsamic is made from grapes. And then it's like, well, why just grapes? Why don't we make it from oranges or strawberries? Like fermentation is just naturally what happens to produce left to its own. And so that's where we started going down the path of, oh, well, what happens if we juice celery and start an acetic fermentation with that? And the name of our company is Kismet, which is Latin and means fate or destiny. And fermentation is the fate of pretty much any produce left to itself. And a lot of what we do is controlled by nature and natural fermentation processes. But at the end of the day, the final results are Kismet. It's fate. Um, it's also in the name of our dog who we had long before we started making vinegar and he's our cute little wheat interior icon, but vinegar and sustainability from a cultural standpoint for hundreds of years, production of things like vinegar, soy sauce, the cores has always been a means of preserving overproduced in season food for use year round. I mean, we've kind of lost that in modern culture with supermarkets and the expectation to always be able to get things fresh. Um, so for us, that means we're super excited with when we have the opportunity to glean from, you know, local or orchards for oranges or persimmons or things that would have just not been used.
Season 1, Episode 13, Gertra and Sarah from San Diego Food System Alliance. The San Diego Food System Alliance, we're a nonprofit organization, and our mission is to cultivate a healthy, sustainable, and just food system in the region. So we do work across, you know, all different aspects of the food system, from food production, so thinking about, you know, supporting local farms and fisheries, to food access, uh, you know, ensuring that different uh, communities have equal access to healthy food, for example, uh, all the way down to the food waste side of things. And that's where Sarah and I are really, really focused is our wasted food prevention program. Um, and within this program, we have kind of three different areas of focus in terms of the services that we provide. Uh, they're focused around consumer education, network development and technical assistance. The Alliance itself really serves as this network organization playing a convener role in our region of thinking about how we can bring together all of these different food system stakeholders across San Diego County, you know, whether it's farmers, fishermen, um, you know, people who work at the city or county levels, and really bringing them together to, to really transform some of these diverse food system issues. So within the Wasted Food Prevention Program, we have a very similar approach by facilitating our Wasted Food Prevention and Recovery Working Group. So this is a group of actually over 150 um, kind of stakeholders across the food waste prevention and recovery landscape who are also doing important work on the ground that come together in these quarterly meetings to talk about, you know, regionally what's happening in the food waste landscape and what are some solutions that we can kind of elevate through this network approach. So that's kind of really what we do on that network development side. Uh, our technical assistance work has also something that we've kind of been engaging with uh, more very recently, which is providing supportive services to businesses, institutions, um, and increasingly cities and jurisdictions as they're kind of implementing different wasted food solutions. And that work right now is really being driven by some legislation coming down the pipeline here in the state of California, known as SB 1383, which sets some really specific targets for food waste reduction and the establishment of edible food recovery programs. So we've been doing a lot of kind of consulting work with cities, trying to help them get set up to meet those regulatory requirements. Um, and then the third area of our work is consumer education, which is really focused on how do we talk to and engage with residents across San Diego County to build an awareness about the issue of food waste, but also provide them with those really tangible tips, tricks, and strategies for how they can reduce their food waste at home. When we waste food, we're wasting all of the resources that went into producing that food. And I think that that's really the key uh, piece to keep in mind when we're talking about sustainability and kind of the environmental impacts of food waste is that they're really compounded because it's essentially the all of the uh, resources are lost um, that went into that food's production when that food is wasted. Um, and this can be looked at through a number of different kind of lenses in terms of environmental impacts. So if we think about the climate change impact of food waste, it's massive. Uh, if food waste were its own country, it would actually be the third largest emitter of greenhouse gas emissions in the world behind China and the United States. So preventing and reducing food waste has actually been highlighted as a really key solution for climate change. And then when we think about all of the land that's grown to, that's used to grow wasted food and all of the water that goes into it, all of the fertilizer, um, there are all of these environmental resources that uh, are really just wasted ultimately when, when that food is wasted.
Sustainability is Sexy is a nonprofit organization located in San Diego, California, focused on inspiring and driving innovation within our community to create real change. Learn more at sustainabilityisexy.org and find out how you can be involved.